Hi, welcome back. My name is Cole. And I'm Andrew. And this is Control AC. Control AC is the podcast where we talk about over-promising and not delivering. A common theme with... Anything tech, really. Tesla Motors. Oh. Yeah. They tend to, to over-promise a lot. And they're big promises. They have a lot of potential. And then they don't under-deliver... But they don't quite they just, meet they just their don't expectations. <laughs> but they will this time. The Cybertruck is happening. We have an event. We'll talk about that later. Yes. This is episode 50. We made it. Celebratory sound effect. <laughs> Pretty cool. We have a Q&A today. We have a car review. We have some pretty interesting stories. Okay, so the first couple things are... Features that I kind of knew existed, but I've really noticed them over the past couple weeks. Thought it's worth talking about. Uh, so at work, I usually have one AirPod in. Mm-hmm. I always have a podcast on. Yeah, same. And I've noticed that the Siri voice inflection is really good when it's reading a text. And I never really noticed this before. If someone texts me, and it's, you know, you watching the game later. Siri will say, you know, Bob Smith says, you watching the game later? Or if it's like, yeah, let's go. They just scored. It's like, yeah, let's go. They just scored. And it's like a different inflection depending on how the sentence is. So basically Siri's getting better. That may have been around forever. I really don't know. But I just noticed it over the past couple weeks and it's kind of cool yeah second thing is the airpods pro voice detection is so nice and it works really really well so when i am walking around and i have my podcast playing if i start talking cranks down the volume and pauses it Hmm. so if i get in a conversation it's already paused nice and then i continue talking or i continue not talking and then it plays my podcast again but if i'm walking and i say hey good morning it will crank down the volume but leave it playing and then bring it back up because i wasn't talking long enough it actually works really really well and if i'm standing and other people are talking it Mm -hmm. doesn't trigger it's only me nice kind of an (laughs) underappreciated thing all right so the only reason that i'm not buying the Vision Pro, which is thirty five hundred bucks, is because it's thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, no, that's 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 fine. The reason I'm not buying it is, of course, I can't use it when driving. That's like <laughs> right. a, that's like a common reason. But a new <laughs> Apple patent. This is so ridiculous. They have been granted a patent for using Vision Pro to see out of an Apple car that would not have any windows. Um. It's worth noting that Apple files for an incredible amount of patents and not all of them actually turn into products. Right. But this is uh this is this is one way to make a car. A VR system may include at least one VR controller that generates virtual content for projection to passengers. It may include views of the passenger's environment, may include. <laughs> Views of the passenger's environment, 
augmented with virtual content. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know how to feel about this. This sounds horrible. It says the VR system may integrate inputs from a number of other sources, including but not limited to sensors, lidar, video cameras, all that. So your the car wouldn't have windows. Which has been like a long-standing joke. The Apple car won't have windows. But now so. it actually has a way to not have windows. Supposedly. Uh, yeah, this is a bad idea. So I'm assuming they would just use their same sensors that they have on the Vision Pro. But why not just a window? Why make someone wear a Vision Pro Okay. while driving okay, the car? Okay, listen. Windows on cars are a damage point that causes a lot of... So is wearing a headset. No, but when... hold on. Hold on. I can, I can, I can hear this out. If you're in an accident, the first thing that's going to shatter is the glass. I see what you mean, though. So, but like, like it, it's still a damage point on a, a high damage point on a car. The car could be safer without windows. Right. But then also you're relying on cameras and sensors to drive, which yeah, is software. I just... And windows aren't software. That's something you can roll down and get out. And, like, what if you like you, the car falls into a lake? Like you're, like, you're taking a curve. The tire loses traction. You fall off a mountain into a body of water. And you're in a completely enclosed completely castle. you're in a you're in a ocean gate submarine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not getting out what, of it. What could go wrong? <laughs> like the amount of pressure that's on the car, you can't open the door. That's like why you can't open a door underwater in your car. Yeah. Because of like how much pressure there is, right? Like you would literally be stuck. Hmm. <laughs> and to get out, you can't break a window. <laughs> you can't break a window. I don't know. This just seems like there are so many people who already don't know how to drive. We don't need them now wearing a headset. Yeah, this is not this isn't going to be allowed. Like the United States is not going to allow windowless cars. Right. For quite a while. I bet they're going to make a like a law or something like I'm sure like you have to have like you can't have any kind of virtual device like whatever but it's, sure there are but it's, laws just, like it's that. just a patent though right it's not gonna actually i don't think there are any laws specifically about driving with any kind of headset on i don't know if there are or not but like i could hop on an oculus quest 2 put it on pass-through mode and see outside with color with like four second latency with like four second <laughs> latency no it's bad i mean it's like it's like half a second but half a second is all it takes i mean yeah a lot of reviewers said that Vision Pro was the only pass-through headset where they could comfortably like walk, yeah. use their phone, which is crazy. I can't wait to try that. Yeah, honestly. If there's a Vision Pro Lite and it's $1,000, we'll split it. We may pick that one of those up. Uh-huh. But $3,500, bucks, that's, a, that's a bit much. Yeah. If it had M3, maybe. Speaking of vehicles... The Cybertruck is here. It is coming November 30th at the Gigafactory in Texas. That's it. We've yeah. waited, what, three or four years for this? Like It was announced ten. in 2019. <laughs> it's been four years. The Cybertruck delivery event will be in a little over a month. And that'll be it. People will get them. Reviewers will get them. Everyone from Doug tomorrow to Whistle and Diesel. <laughs> We'll have a Cybertruck video out. I cannot wait. One million people have pre-ordered this thing. One million people are not getting them this year. There are one million pre-orders of this? 
Yeah. Wow. How many F-150s does Ford make a year? Okay, Ford makes 900,000 F-150s a year. Last year, Ford sold like 700,000. And Ford is Ford, and the F-150 is the F-150. Tesla's going to take an extremely long time to actually deliver a million Cybertrucks. And the other thing is a million people are not going to keep their pre-order. Like a lot of people just put this 100 bucks down just in case. I guarantee you probably half of those people are going to not go through with this yeah but i can't wait this is going to be a crazy thing to see oh yeah and it's also bulletproof supposedly no it literally is there are pictures now of it with a bunch of bullet holes on the side <laughs> after dense. tesla did bullet dents after tesla did their testing the entire thing is bulletproof nice i, I, I love, love this thing apple has dropped a new product it's an apple pencil they are the only company who can drop a pencil and then take over the tech news cycle for the whole day. <laughs> it's crazy. The new Apple Pencil is an entry-level pencil. It has a USB-C port. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> this is one of the most confusing Apple products there is. So. I will never the, understand Apple's lineup of Apple Pencil. The Apple Pencil lineup is now three pencils. We have... Apple Pencil second generation, which is the like Apple Pencil that's been around for a while that sticks to the top of the iPad and charges and charges. Then we have Apple Pencil USB-C, which is just announced and Apple Pencil first gen. Mm -hmm. So we have second gen USB-C first gen. And then there's a list of features. So pixel perfect precision. All of them have it. Low latency, all of them have it. Tilt sensitivity, all of them have it. Pressure sensitivity is on second gen and first gen, not the new one. Keep in mind, first gen charges by sticking the entire pencil into the lightning port of an iPad. So it's completely obsolete because they're all USB-C. Right. So pressure sensitivity, second gen and first gen. Attaches magnetically, second gen and USB-C the new one wireless pairing and charging only second gen not the new USB-C one so the new one will stick to the iPad but it doesn't charge supports Apple Pencil hover second gen USB-C and then the second gen has a double tap feature and free engraving so there are literally features that the first gen obsolete Apple Pencil has that the USB-C one doesn't. It's so confusing. Do they still sell the first gen one? Yes, that's the problem. Okay, if they stopped selling the first gen one, that would make sense. But the fact that they still have it for sale. They need to have Apple Pencil and Apple Pencil Pro. Yes. Apple Pencil Pro being second gen, Apple Pencil being the USB-C one. On the new Apple Pencil, the top of it comes off and there's a USB-C port. Much better way to charge this, but not as good as the magnetic charging. Right. I don't know. It's 79 bucks. So you save 50 bucks, you lose magnetic charging, pressure sensitivity. Are those needed things? The magnetic charging is. I think that's really nice. I'd say for $50 cheaper, no. I mean, if you're, if you're not an artist, you don't even need this thing to begin with. Right. I can see this being like thrown into a lot of ipad deals like when people buy it and it says add an apple pencil for 80 bucks 
maybe it's easier to stomach than 130 bucks yeah because like alpha pencils are nice for like some people for note taking and stuff but 130 dollars such a for small a pencil. group of people though yeah but for i bet they'll like have bundle deals and stuff like carrier deals type stuff like you get an apple pencil if you buy it like right now because it's cheaper i guess i saw a tweet that said this thing doesn't have the double tap thing doesn't have wireless charging and pairing all it has to do is snap magnet magnetically (laughs) so a 20 dollar aliexpress timu apple pencil clone is looking mighty fine right now (laughs) because it also doesn't have wireless charging and quick pairing right it's kind of the same thing i don't know you know what i do know though i do know that it's getting cold outside it actually is it's so nice it's almost to the point where it's too cold to sit outside on your porch yeah what i need is like a fire pit fireplace like some heating like an outdoor like living space that would be sick who are you gonna call to do that i don't know do you do you know anybody you should call the complete backyard who's that the Complete Backyard is a custom outdoor living space design and build company. Basically, you tell them exactly what you want your backyard to look like, and they'll build it. From a pool, an outdoor kitchen in the summer, to a hot tub and fire pit in the winter, they've got you covered. For a consultation, you can go to thecompletebackyard.com. We'll kind of rep through these last two things and then get to car review and Q&A. Twitter is going to start charging users in some countries a dollar a year just to verify they're human this is to stop all the bots on twitter which is still a humongous problem yes a dollar a year is not a lot of and this is only to be able to tweet and re to post and repost stuff because it's not tweet anymore it's not a lot of money it's a dollar a year it still is annoying because there are some people who don't really use x that often right so to have them have to set up a subscription, like just the mentally, that doesn't sit well. And it's like, why should I give you a dollar to prove that I'm a human? Yeah, they should. The, the bot problem on Twitter is so bad. It's so bad. I've blocked so many people who yeah, follow I've, me. I had like 120 followers and I went and like blocked all of them. Every single one of them was a bot. Except yeah. like you and my dad. You got <laughs> raided by bots. Yeah. It's not good. Nope, that happens. That's a common thing. Like people just get like bombed by bots. Especially in comments and stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking about subscribing to Twitter Blue. Or X Premium, whatever it's called now. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because I consistently hit the tweet limit for characters. Oh, really? And I kind of want that removed. I don't care about the checkmark. I just want more characters in a tweet. But also the checkmark. But I don't want to give in. I mean, it's $8 a month. I know. Which I already have to pay now for YouTube Premium. Right, because they just blocked their ad block. They blocked all ad blockers. We've talked about that before. They've kind of like just said no. Like in the past, they've tolerated ad blockers. They've encouraged you not to use it, but they've also tolerated it. Now you just can't use an ad blocker on YouTube. I mean, okay. It will show a black screen. You will not see the ad, but it will still play in the background. And then your content will start once the ad phantom ad is over so you're, you're still waiting the same amount of time yeah for the video to start to me eight bucks a month for the student plan for youtube premium is worth it because i use youtube a bunch more than any other streaming service yeah and saving the 
like 20 to 30 seconds before a video is honestly worth it. <laughs> so sad our attention spans are zero. <laughs> yeah, TikTok has destroyed retention. Yeah. Like long form YouTube content. It's gone. It I, feels I used to be able to so... like sit through playthroughs of like the, like games like The Last of Us. Like 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, now if the Instagram reel does not grab my attention in the right. first quarter of a second scrolling by exactly terrible content speaking of youtube we have a bunch of new youtube features these are interesting some of them are not actually great they have a new feature called stable volume which reduces jarring differences in volume so it's just it's just if there's talking in a video and then an explosion it will tame down the explosion make so it all it's just consistent. decibel matching yeah I don't know if this is gonna work perfectly because some videos genuinely have like quiet parts and loud parts. Right, and like it's Mr. Intentional. Beast's video. Him <laughs> screaming like, at the beginning. Yeah, and then a train falls into a hole. <laughs> yeah, who knows if that's gonna get cut out. You can now press and hold in the YouTube player on the mobile app and it will jump to two times speed and then you oh. let go and it goes back. I love this because <laughs> it's a much easier way to fast forward. TikTok has this. So this is not an original thing. It has better seeking features so you can drag across the bottom and it will like scroll through the content like where you can see what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not like a little box over the timeline thing. Has a lock screen mode. It has a new you page for all your stuff. It has like a Shazam feature for Google Music built into YouTube. So you can find stuff like that. The best part of this whole thing is that there are now animations that, quote, create meaningful moments. So whenever a YouTuber says like or subscribe, the like and subscribe buttons blow up. Like if They it's... get, like, all colorful, and there are sparkles, okay, that's and it shows cool. you, like, exactly where to click it. The actual YouTube text from the press release is, and once the fans smash that button, a subtle explosion of playful sparkles will reward them. I hate this because it encourages people to say like and subscribe. Like, I mean, more. More than they already do. There's no real going back from that. Especially not for, like, video game content. I guess. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with you saying like and subscribe. It's just like the, it's like the cringy clickbaity YouTubers who, like, as soon as you click the video... Be sure to like and subscribe before there's like any content. <laughs> or it's like like and subscribe where the dog dies. It's like, it's like yeah. the Minecraft dog with a bunch of... <laughs> I think the person who handles this is the, the best is Mark Rober because he'll have the entire crazy video. And at the very end, it says, please consider subscribing. Mm -hmm. After you present the content... Mark Rober is also the best YouTuber. Yeah, then you present... YouTube, next to Mr. Beast. Please subscribe after you've given them the content. Provide the reason to subscribe, then the call to action. Right. He does it the best. But now the buttons explode. So that's cool, I guess. If it's you a, say it a It's bunch. a feature. <laughs> Speaking of features, our Model Y that we reviewed has some really cool features that you'll hear about. We'll go ahead and roll that audio. That was a pretty fun car to review. That was fun. We both enjoyed that. All right, so we are in a Tesla Model Y long range dual motor. I've got to say, I'm way more impressed by this than the Mustang Mach-E. This is the second EV we've tested. This is the first Tesla we've tested. This is the first Tesla I've ever driven. 
Yeah, this is the first Tesla I've ever been in, so this is kind of an interesting experience for me. So far, it's really nice. It feels more refined than the Mach-E. Like the yeah. regen feel, the transition from the acceleration to the regen mm -hmm. feels more refined than the Mach-E did. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I really have to say about it is the suspension's a lot stiffer than the Mach-E. It does kind of feel stiffer. We This isn't the performance, so we don't have different suspension modes. So we're kind of just stuck with whatever we have. The acceleration is in standard and then steering is in sport, which feels normal. And then if I put it in comfort, oh yeah, then it's all like floaty. Like gooey? Yeah. Yeah. Sport steering though does feel pretty comfortable. It has a ton of space in it. It's very practical. This has a 330-ish mile range, which is honestly fine. That's what most base model Teslas have, and that's more than enough for everyday stuff. Right. One thing that's constantly impressing me is this display. It's got a Ryzen system in it, so obviously having a computer like that in your car is a very big advantage over your Boss Audio yeah, CarPlay screen. By far the most responsive, uh, infotainment system yeah. every, it's more responsive than carplay oh yeah 100 percent. even like wired carplay yeah okay so this is cool so it shows shows our review car on the screen and then when i come up to another car it shows all of them on the screen they too. also show up kind of it's very scuffed but oh wait you didn't do any so of that. that's autopilot wait you didn't do any of that i didn't do any of that so it just slowed down by itself. So autopilot on a Tesla is like the gold standard of car self-driving. So we're gonna turn onto this road here. The speed limit's 40. And then I'm just gonna 45. double click this. And we're in autopilot. So my hands are off the wheel. My feet are not on the gas or the brake and we're just comfortably chugging along at the speed limit. Actually, one under the speed limit. One under the speed limit. We're going through a green light. It showed the lights on the display. This is really cool. And you can see the wheel like twitching. Okay, and then it says apply slight force to the wheel. And then... Uh... Okay, that's... That's impressive. So I had to slow down for the red light. Oh, you didn't do that? Or you did that? Yeah, I did that. Okay. So basically, don't good. rely on this. Well, so this isn't full self-driving. That's just normal autopilot. Yeah. If it were full self-driving, then it would see the red lights and stuff. But that was impressive. That was impressive. Hey, look, there's another one. All right, so this does have 420 horsepower. So we're at a little yield. So I'll give it a little bit of gas, get up to the speed limit. Wow. Okay. That, that is not is even comparable to the mug. Punchy. That is definitely quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a trackable SUV, not an SUV. This, this is not that. even the performance. This does a 4.4 second zero to 60, and it still feels really quick. <laughs> All right. Even the speed limit on this road's 40, and I haven't gone above 40. Just going like 30 to 40 is ridiculously quick. So while you probably wouldn't wanna like 
race this car because it is still an SUV with not great brakes. And high weight, too. Yeah. Very heavy. This is several thousand pounds, so you shouldn't exactly be, you know, chucking this around corners. I'm going to flip it into autopilot again. We're coming up to a red light, and we're behind a car, and this is going to just slow down. Oh, that did that on its own. Comfortable distance behind the car. Okay. And then the light turns green. Is it going to switch lanes or no? Uh, let's see. Put your blinker on and see if it switches lanes. So there's a car. So if I put my blinker on, okay, it so will not switch out. lanes on its own. So it's not full self-driving. It's okay. just normal autopilot. So it's just going to keep you in your lane. Right. But this is still really good. This is really impressive. Speed limit's 40. I'm at 36 because there's a car in front of me. You can adjust how closely... Uh, it follows the car in front of you in the screen settings. This is really good though. Most cars now have some form of autopilot, like Toyotas have autopilots. Yeah. And like they're radar autopilots. So like it still detects stuff. It doesn't just keep you in your lane. Like it still detects stuff and can kind of steer the wheel. But this is the by far the most impressive one I've seen. And as soon as I touch the wheel and start steering it, it flips it out of autopilot. Which is cool. Yeah, so you can take over manual control. As we're stopping, this little green bar goes across the top. And that shows our regen, so we're getting a little bit of juice back in the battery. I'm surprised though with how this drives. It drives surprisingly well. Yeah. This specific one, if I was looking for comfort and ride, like ride comfort, this isn't probably the one that I would pick to daily drive because of how stiff the suspension is. Like on that fairly bumpy road, which you would find a lot on a road trip if it's the long range which is the one you'd be if you took a road trip right like so this the suspension that's the only my really only bad thing about the car is, is how stiff the suspension is for what they're marketing it as which is a long range car yeah and it's not horrible it it's would just not be kind of nice if you could yeah. adjust it a little bit it's very comfy it's it's a very in the interior it's very comfortable you can see like how much there isn't just because the dash, the, like there's no right, there's a, button, or is this? You notice the lack of things more than like, you notice actual features. It's the door handle. <laughs> right. Like, it's all just plastics, the suede on the door. The autopilot especially, to me, is 100% the coolest feature of this car. Oh yeah. This is really, really good. And it also doesn't require you to put your hands on it a bunch. You just have to apply a little bit of force every now and then so it knows you're there. And it's just holding us at 40 miles an hour right down the road. So overall impressions, solid. Overall though, this car is really nice. The inside is very comfortable. I like the little moonroof we have here over the entire car. Yeah, um, it's, it's the gold standard of EV. Yeah. This is a really practical everyday car ton of storage it's a fun car to drive it's practical autopilot's great if you're in the market for how much can you get this for smallish suv you can find these used for around 40 ish like high 40s and for that price i think it's a really solid car 100 percent, yeah so so yeah thanks again to vanderriff acura for letting us review the model y that was a pretty fun car it was a very fun car since this is episode 50 we have a q a as always, we put out a poll on our Instagram. Y'all responded. Here are your questions. Question number one from Caleb. Why does Apple use Samsung parts? Because money, basically. Yeah. 
Apple will use Samsung's display panel. They'll use Qualcomm's 5G modem. They use a lot of parts that other people create. They engineer everything. They just have other people make the actual panels simply because it's cheaper than like creating an entire display panel division themselves. So it's engineered by Apple. It's just built by another company. They just staff it out. So simply because of money. Yeah. And also they've developed their M series chips for like what, three, four years now? Yeah, they do all the in-house development. Right. They just have someone else make it. Right. And also like stuff like the Qualcomm chips, the Samsung memory, the Samsung displays. Yeah. They it's don't not... need they don't need to make those. Like they, they have really no need to make those, but they can outsource them to people like Samsung. Right. Which they also share their displays and everything else with other But it's users. not the S23 Ultra display that's on the iPhone. No, it's a panel. It's a completely different thing. Right. It's just made by the same company. So our second question is, is a desktop computer becoming obsolete? No. Really? No, it's not. I kind of think yes. No. All right, let's hear no. Because you can't game on a laptop efficiently for hours on end without it being plugged in, without getting hot, and with it being uncomfortable. Sure, you can, you, you can, you can play can, for you can, 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> on battery. Yeah, you can play, a, what is it, Resident Evil 4 on your MacBook Pro? You no, on your iPhone 15 Pro. Mm, A17 Pro. Yep. But no, there's nothing, there's no different, like, there's no experience, like, building your own computer. What if you don't game? If you don't game, then if you don't, if you don't need a reason to travel, you can spend so much less money on a desktop than a laptop. I feel like buying a laptop, though, and having a dock station, having, like, a USB-C hub and a monitor and a keyboard and mouse is such a better experience. It just, it 100% depends on use case. If you don't yeah. game, then, but if you need more power for less money a pc is the way to go mm -hmm. but if you can fork over the couple thousand dollars you can you that takes for a laptop a monitor that can handle that laptop like the to match the laptop right. screen because you don't want to downgrade that's a problem that i've had too i have mm -hmm. a m2 macbook air and that display is really really good yeah you're like 900 you're like 1020p Th there's no monitor other than like the pro display that's going to give you this kind of quality. Which is the point that Apple tries to make. <laughs> right. But are they becoming obsolete? It honestly depends on you. Yeah. They're not in, becoming In general, obsolete. not necessarily. No, they're not becoming obsolete. They're just... Their use cases are shifting. Like data centers, they have to use computers. They can't just have a bunch of laptops right. plugged into the wall. <laughs> like schools, computer labs, they can't just have a bunch of laptops propped up on tables to code. Yeah. De like so for like in industries and for a home use a mac mini is technically a desktop still so i think no 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 they're not they're not becoming obsolete and that's a that's my statement third question why are commercials for the iphone 15 promoting titanium instead of the three cameras in zoom i have no idea yeah there's no good answer for that basically because titan because metal I, I I don't know of any people who have a 14 who would look at that commercial and go, oh, sweet, titanium, let me upgrade. Right. I, I have forever thought that Apple should just have a commercial where they say, best battery in a phone, iPhone. Best performance, right. iPhone. Best cameras, iPhone. Play clips from reviewers that back it up. And just in one 30-second commercial say, the best overall phone is the iPhone objectively. Right. No crazy shots of titanium being forged out of an asteroid. <laughs> Just facts. 
Just throw that up there. Make them want to justify the $1,000 price. Done. I don't understand why it has to be a cinematic meteor shower of titanium because that, that doesn't make you want to buy the phone. So the fourth question is, have we entered the unsafe zone with too much tech in vehicles where now the tech is causing distractions and potential accidents? I'd say because of just the way things are evolving, different distractions and different things. Back in like 70s, 80s, they didn't have like CarPlay and Bluetooth phones. Right. They switched CDs and tapes. Like that's a distraction. But analog content was as much of a distraction as content now is. To dig in your little bag of CDs or tapes, find the one, read it on Sharpie that That's you barely have point. on there. Put taking your old tape out, it like jamming because it's terrible because it's an old Nissan. You pull it out, put the tape in, and then you got it's just a, it's a, it's much of a process as opening your phone, pressing play on a Spotify playlist, connecting your Bluetooth, and putting your phone back down. I'd say it's equal to where it's been throughout the past little while. It's just different. It's just modernizing the distractions. That's my best way of putting that. I don't think it's becoming a dangerous level of distraction. I mean, anything is dangerous. Like you look behind to see if somebody's behind you and somebody slams on their brakes and you rear end them at 60 miles an hour. Another car one. Thoughts on speed being so accessible via EVs. Like this is going to be such a hot take. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> I think that from factory, they should limit speeds to like 120. On all cars? On all EVs. I don't know. It's not even the top speed. It's just how fast right. you can get there. Because you can push just about any, almost every single new car to 120. Easy. If you lay on the gas long enough, you'll get I there I think eventually. I can get my 07 Civic to 120. I'm I sure you can't. But the speed at which you can get there yeah. in an EV is ridiculous. Okay. Also, I think that... There's no good way of changing this. Like, the better things get, the better they are, obviously. Yeah, I mean, performance vehicles are always going to exist. But right. I guess, like, family sedans or SUVs going that fast, I don't know. But also think of it like, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that if you're a safe, like, if I don't say if you're a good driver. It comes can, down to you. You just have to yeah, use it responsibly. It depends on the driver, like, 100%. That's pretty much how every car, like how driving has been forever. Yeah. 100% depends on who's behind the wheel. Everybody's safety standards are different. What they feel comfortable doing is 100% dependable on who's like, it's, it's personal. So if you think you're safe enough to have a 500 horsepower electric car that can zero to 60 in three seconds, then sure, go for it. If you don't think you can handle that much power, well, don't floor it, first of all. Right. <laughs> and just control yourself. Yeah. So... This question says, as we approach the Christmas shopping season, is it safer to online shop on my smartphone, laptop, or desktop? Honestly, doesn't matter. As long as no. you're not on public Wi-Fi. Right. Even if you are on public Wi-Fi, if you use your VPN, you'll be fine. Yeah. If you use, if you use public Wi-Fi in general, you'll be fine. It's really not as bad as it's like... <laughs> there are not hackers be. sitting at Starbucks waiting for you to connect so they can steal your... Like, that just right. doesn't exist. Is it potentially dangerous to like do all that? Could it be dangerous? Could it, yeah, it could possibly yes. be dangerous. So set your VPN. To if you start have on a VPN, <laughs> throw it on when you get to Starbucks. But, but it's not necessarily unsafe to shop or something. Plus, all of the websites that you'd be shopping from have encryption. If they have Apple Pay, your stuff is not going to get stolen. Right. If you're, you're really worried about it, use one of those like 
virtual card things where you can load like a preset card amount and buy yeah, just it use and, a prepaid card yeah that's what i do i have a cash app card that i use for like all mm-hmm. my qt trips like a vending machine because mm-hmm. i don't want to use my debit card like just just to be like because why not right that's like my spending money card convenience wise i'd say it's easier to to not buy things on your phone because like if you want to go to like an instagram ad or something that like you think is cool and it's gonna take three months because it's drop shipped by some 18 year old sitting in his mom's basement it's it's like i think it's just more convenient to buy things on a computer no it's fine you'll be fine you're safe on everything last question is from our biggest fan the guy who's listened to every single episode we've posted at least twice luke lodge Will you start talking about video games or sports-related stuff? Maybe. Let's let's do it right now. We'll do 30 seconds on each. Okay. Ready? And go. So you for go video games, Fortnite original map is coming back. That's pretty huge. The Spider-Man game is out. Mm. That's been kind of huge. Yeah. I kind of want to play that. It looks really... I never played the Miles Morales game. Yeah. My I friend had that. Though. He loved it. That was pretty cool. PlayStation Slim is out. Kind of looks the same as the PS5. <laughs> no new games. And uh, the new Nintendo... There's a that? rumor Nintendo console coming out soon, so that should be cool. Yeah, and then we, we're seeing like Switch 2 rumors. Some, yeah. All cool. Yeah. Video games. Done. Now sports. Ready? Go for Go. it. Go. Texas Rangers, Houston Astros... Right now, the series is 3-2. to two. Houston's leading. The game is tomorrow when we're recording this. I'm a Rangers fan. That's pretty cool. Cowboys season is going all right. We're 4-2 and two now, going into our bye week. Pretty cool. Mavs season is starting up. You can kind of get a theme here. A lot of Texas teams. Mavs should be pretty good this year. They won their first preseason game. They were going to be the only team that didn't win a preseason game, but they got a win last night, so they're chilling. Texas teams looking pretty good. There we go. Sports, video games. Some variety. Yeah. And I said we talk about video games occasionally when something new drops. We talk about consoles a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that was episode 50. Pretty cool. 50th episode. We've been doing this for like a long time now. Yeah. Over a year. We still have not been sent a Cybertruck. Or a Vision Send us Pro. the one that you did the bulletproof testing on. Yeah. Because well, it's useless now. Right. We'll just, we'll take that one as our press car. And then we can sell it 100 years later as the first. Bulletproof tested. Bulletproof tested. Can't wait for that thing. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to send us a Cybertruck and or a Vision Pro. You can reach out to us on the platform that charges you a dollar a year. Twitter. For bots. Yes. Twitter, X, all of it. I'm at Utterly Drew. And I'm at Cold WW Web. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye, guys.